This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Hey, this is Jimmy Mack from Rebel Force Radio. Besides Star Wars, if you're itching to dive deep into all things geek, park your speeder right here at the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. And may the Force be with you always. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. It's me. Madam Shanti of Scarif After Dark. We've had such an incredible run the last few weeks, and that is because of you all. On behalf of Roe, Brad, and myself, we thank you for your continued support. So from time to time, we have a series of shows called Quick Cuts. We take topics that may not go a whole episode length, but we invite our friends over to talk about it. These are shorter segments built like rapid-fire takes on hot topics. This week, we have a great set of topics with some wonderful internet people that joined us. First up, we have Blake from Dork Wars Podcast, a fellow Red 5 Network podcast. First up, what is the one most critical event in Star Wars? One event that changed the course of the story, whether for better or for worse. We mentioned several, and you guys gave us some great ones as well. Then, after that discussion, we made some new friends. Ella Lisa 15 asked a question on Twitter. Can Star Wars survive without the Skywalker name? An intriguing question for sure. Roe and Brad talk with Ella and break that one down. Looking forward to hearing that one myself and most likely yelling at my phone because you can for sure believe I've got my own takes. Okay, nerds, it's time to pick up that blaster, that's what she said, and put on the sunscreen, because it's always sunny on Scarif. Hit it, Ro. What's up, Scuttlebutt Nation? This is your friendly neighborhood, Ro, from the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us on this very interesting edition of Quick Cuts. And if I can remind our listeners, Quick Cuts is a series of our episodes where we take one or two particular topics and just kind of invite some friends over and, and do kind of a rapid fire uh, Q&A, a little discussion um, on that topic. And tonight we have the wonderful Blake from Dork Wars podcast uh, with us, uh, with Shanti and myself. Uh, Blake, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Fantastic. Doing well. Doing well. Shanti, how's Miami? Hot. Yeah, today was hot in Chicago, too. So humid. So, so moist. Excellent. So, yeah, let's get down to business. Uh, quick cuts. Like I said, uh, a topic that we pick, we pick a friend and we do a quick discussion on it. Um, later on, we also have another topic. We um, found some cool new Internet friends and uh, Brad and I talked about uh, this particular topic that kind of interested us. It was, does Star Wars need to get away from the Skywalker family to be Star Wars? Or can it survive without the Skywalker? So we'll check that out later on. But right now, uh, another very cool topic. And I want to thank a lot of our followers for chiming in. We had a lot of comments and a lot of scenarios based on this topic. And that is, what is the single most important point or event in all of Star Wars canon? And that is a deep concept because we have a lot of things happening in Star Wars. And uh, if you pull one from out uh, under you, uh, it's kind of like a house of dominoes, uh, a house of cards. Uh, the dominoes will fall wherever. But uh, let's um, 
let's really dive into this. And I know we all have our ideas and concepts about what that most single important thing in Star Wars canon is, but I want to get your two cents. So let's start with our guest, Blake, uh, from Dork Wars Podcast. Blake, uh, the most important event in Star Wars canon, uh, something perhaps that if this didn't happen, nothing else would be would, would even matter. What, what do you got? Right. I tell you, I, I thought about this a lot. Um, just when I when I hear this topic, I mean, there's so much, right? I mean, we you have nine movies worth of content. You have so many shows now, seasons of animated stuff and live action. But I kind of I kind of want to ping off of one that that I was thinking about that I don't think anyone's mentioned, and I think the death of Padme may be the most important event in Star Wars. Hmm. And I say that because she was the only one with the ability to bring Darth Vader back. Well, other than Luke at the time, she was the only one who could have turned him back to the light side. I think we saw Obi-Wan try and fail. Um, we, we see him go on and go on and do all these bad things, but he's always pining after Padme in the comics. Um, it, you know, it, in all of that media, we see him trying his best to get her back from the dead. And I, I really think that she could have turned him back to light. And we see that with Luke. She has, she has Luke. And then later on, of course, in Return of the Jedi, spoiler alert, he turns Darth Vader back to the light side. And the last thing that Padme tells Obi-Wan is there is still good in him. And that is literally Luke's mantra throughout Return of the Jedi. So, I, I posit that if Padme had never died, she could have brought Vader back to the light side and possibly saved, I don't know, maybe, maybe they could have done something about the Empire. Save the galaxy. Yeah, that's a good one, definitely. That is a good one. Yeah. Um, you know, the, obviously we, we know the reason, one of the biggest reasons that Anakin turned, um, he wanted the power to the power and the ability to save the ones that he loved. And obviously Padme is right up there. So yeah, absolutely. That's a good one. Um, there's a few people that mentioned, um, some events that happened in star Wars, even before, um, Padme, um, and I'm looking for the, the post now, but somebody had mentioned the fact that. Um, the, I guess the, the early stories about actually finding the force is something that, uh, that is definitely a benchmark in star Wars history, but Shanti, what about you? I know you've got some deep thoughts about this. What, uh, what kind of, uh, stories do you have in your head? So I first, thank you, Blake. I had never actually really, uh, thought about that. Uh, although Padme definitely does play a big role in in what I'm about to say, um, I love our I love our listeners. I love our friends because Melanie and Tina both had the exact same line of thinking. And to me, there are definitely two points actually, and that's one, which I think is obvious. Obviously, Anakin being taken away from his mother because he's already you know formed such an attachment, being the age that he is in Phantom Menace, and Qui-Gon being killed in Phantom Menace, you know, because compounded with the fact that he's been ripped from, not ripped from his mother, but the fact that he, you know, has to be separated from his mom. And now he's got this figure who he bonded with rather quickly to then die. I feel like that just caused him more pain, more sadness, more anguish, because like everyone says, Obi-Wan was not a father figure. He was more of a brother and Anakin needed a father figure but where it got deep for me however with that said even though a lot of people hate the way things that go down i'm a big believer in fate and i understand a lot of people want to take prophecies literally he did bring balance it just took longer than what everybody expected so padme unfortunately yes had to die but she had to give birth to those those children Luke was essential into all of this. So as sad as it is that Obi-Wan had to go through all that, those things still needed to happen as tragic as they are. But I would love to know what would have happened if Anakin had straight up told Qui-Gon, no, I don't want to go. I want to stay with my mom. Then what would have happened? So I, I think these are really good, like, quote unquote, what ifs, you know, mm -hmm. that we could wrap our head around. What if Qui-Gon wouldn't have died? I don't know. 
So that's why I say those are the two, probably the biggest things that could have happened because thinking of the opposite end, what would have happened if they wouldn't have, you know, so. Sure. Yeah. That's my two cents. That's good. That's good. There's a, there's a meme that's floating around that uh, I'm sure you guys have seen, but they use different scenes. Um, um, how to, have, how to have made Star Wars a little shorter. So when, um, you have uh, Luke uh, answering Ben, you know, come with me and train with me. And Luke says, no, nah, I don't want to. And then the next screen is like, da-da, directed by George Lucas. And that was that would that would have been the end of the movie. Um, so that's what what it kind of reminds me of. It, it's funny. It, Padme seems to be a, a convergence uh, type character. There's a lot of things that happen with her that uh, if, if it weren't for her actions, then there's a lot of the story that wouldn't have uh, taken place. We have one of our followers, Steven red underscore fives, huh? Not a spy. I don't think, but uh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, he says, in my opinion, Padme agreeing to call for a vote of no confidence in chancellor Valorum, everything went downhill from there. So um, related to that, you know, when Jar Jar also kind of, you know, called for that second vote, um, you know, I know the Clone Wars has Jar Jar doing some very important things with uh, with Mace Windu, um, but it's very um, it's very interesting how Padme seems to be kind of the linchpin with a lot of uh, yeah. of the what ifs. So that's uh, that's very interesting. Damn it, yeah, I, I never thought about all that either. But I, I did a deep dive when I had this thought, mm-hmm. and I really wish they would have kept the scenes in Episode Three where she's um, where they're. Uh, her and Bail Organa and Mon Mothma are all getting up 2,000 senators to, you know, tell Palpatine, hey, we, we don't want you to do the uh, abuse the powers anymore. You're basically destroying all of our bylaws and, and, and all that. I wish they would have left that in there because that made her even more important <laughs> yeah. to, to the yeah, events of the story. But she really is. She really is important mm-hmm. to the story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we might be able to see some of that uh, reintroduced in the Cassian Andor series now that we have a new trailer out. Um, I think that is going to be one of the cool things to, to be able to kind of see. Um, obviously, we're getting the uh, birth of the rebellion. I think that right. was their byline, um, actually. So uh, absolutely. It's one of those things that you really have to um, think, you know, long and hard uh, no comment, Shanti. But it's um, it, it, it's like I said, you know, Star Wars spans a lot of story there, even beyond the original trilogy. You've got, you know, if you wanted to kind of pick and choose uh, one um, one historic event from the original trilogy, you know, you could obviously the call to action, the the heroes call um, when, you know, Luke actually leaves, uh, the, uh, his uncle's farm and goes on this adventure. I think if he was forced to wait maybe one more season, like his uncle wanted to, um, then who knows if he ever would have gotten off that rock, um, and, uh, started this adventure with, with, uh, Han and Leia and, and, and the rest yeah. of the heroes. I think, uh, you know, he was, Obviously, we see young Luke there in in the Kenobi series. Um, he's a young man by the time we see him in the original trilogy, and uh, he's not doing a lot with his life. And uh, you know, for reasons that we already know, his uncle is trying to save him from getting injected and getting um, involved in in the I don't know in the trappings of the galaxy. So it, it's um, it's interesting that you know. Shanti, you were talking about fate. Um, the droids happened to land there. The stormtroopers were looking for um, the droids uh, because of the, the plans that the rebels stole. And it really had no, absolutely nothing to do with Luke. And um, the uh, the message from Leia, uh, you know, pops up in, uh, you know, in, in Luke's garage. And uh, now he's curious. So it's... Uh, it's fascinating. I think, uh, like I said, there's a lot there from every aspect of all, all the trilogies too. You know, not only the the original trilogy, but uh, some of the stuff, uh, some of the material that we see in the prequels is very fascinating. And remember what Obi Wan said: had he stayed and not gone with him, he would have been 
barbecued, just like his aunt and uncle. They could have taken the droids. They would be in the hands now of the Empire. So, yeah, you're right. It doesn't have to just be the the prequels. I mean, anything could have affected the the outcome of what happens to Vader ultimately, because he still does have to be the balance. Even though Luke is the one that helps him at the end of the day, Anakin is still the one that's got to bring balance to the Force. Yeah, absolutely. We've got another Padme um, situation here. Toy Matt, Toy Matt 3369 says, when Anakin chokes Padme, everything he did was for the fear of losing her. And though that one action, whether it killed her or not, he lost her at that moment. So, yeah, the, a lot of people are thinking about Padme and uh, the actions uh, of, of her. So that's, uh, that's kind of cool. Um, I think I interrupted you, Blake. Oh, what were I you going to say? Say there, I can't. I don't even remember. It's <laughs> <laughs> on the last one, but I will speak to that point though. I will speak. Yeah, to yeah. That. Um, him, cho- yeah. Up to that point, everything that Anakin did, and that kind of got him to the dark side, like you said earlier, Ro, is to to save his loved ones. He couldn't save his mother from death, and he swore that he was going to save Padme. And along the journey, he got swept up in the dark side. He got swept up in the uh, the grandeur of being second in command in this new empire and eventually wanting to overthrow Palpatine. So along the way, the, the dark side really manipulated him to be very selfish to where he didn't even realize he wasn't doing it for love anymore. He did it in the name of love, but it wasn't for love anymore at that point. Just a thought. Sure. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. Point. Yeah. Look, I, I never really believe that Anakin was truly all bad, just unfortunately very misguided, like you said, and manipulated. So Padme is so important because at the end of the day, it's true what they say, behind every good man, there's a good woman. And Padme was a good woman. And she did love Anakin. And I mean, it's obviously to the point to break whatever vows the Jedi have and father and and have children with Anakin. I mean- They really are the key to, I mean, having those children and him realizing that his kids are still alive, believe me, that definitely turned Vader around. So, yeah, yeah Padme is more important than we think. She is. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you talk about Anakin's choices a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Brad and I talked about, you know, the legacy of the bad guy and how every bad guy has his or her um, motivation. Obviously, you know, Anakin... Uh, before we had the prequels, we didn't know, you know, who Darth Vader was. We knew he was the bad guy, obviously, for because, you know, he was dressed in black. He was all cool. Right. He, you know, he he um, he barked orders. Um, but, you know, now that we have the prequels and the story of, uh, you know, Anakin's uh, fall from grace, um, we do have those uh, instances where we realize that those choices are what makes him who he is. And um, like Brad and I were, were talking about that last uh, couple of weeks ago, um, you know, you, you, when you set out to do these things, you know, in, in universe, I guess with, within the character, you don't think you're the bad guy. You're like, you, like you said, Blake, you're doing it for love. You're doing it for trying to save who you want, but then somewhere in there, you know, the tables turn. So it's uh, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Right. Here's another one from uh, one of our uh, followers, uh, Marky Donahue. Um, He says, and um, I guess he had posted as he had posted it as a line. So I, uh, I'm going to read it as a line. Hold your fire. There's no life forms aboard. It must have short circuited. Wait a minute. What if there are droids in the escape pod? The sensors wouldn't pick them up. And what if the rebels concealed the plans to the Death Star inside one of the droids? Open fire. Yes, sir. If they would have shot that shuttle, or if they would have shot that down, um, movie would have been over. Mm-hmm. Roll credits. You're That's done. True. <laughs> yeah. Still Thank you up. for that, Marky Donahue. Yeah, this really sparked. Uh, <laughs> A lot of responses. I was very, very happy. Really got a, a nice dialogue going on Twitter. So thank you, everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, our uh, friends over at the Holocronicles Holo podcast uh, mentions when Palpatine kills his master and the Force was compelled to create Anakin. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's another convergence point uh, in the story here. 
if it weren't for that, we wouldn't get a hell of a lot more that happened afterwards. Um, and you see, that's yeah. where my what if comes in because mm -hmm. again, I said, I believe in fate, right? So my thing is now, let's say, let's say Anakin would have chosen and knowing what Qui-Gon was like, he probably definitely would have said, that's fine. Stay here. It's cool because that's just he how he was. Right. And considering yeah. it wasn't technically a immaculate conception, how long would it have taken still for Palpatine to probably find Anakin? Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I feel like no matter what, things were going to just go down the way that they went down, you know? Yeah. So right. it's, it's fun to wrap your head around those kinds of things, and the different kind of paths that it could have gone down. Yeah, we had a discussion um, a while ago. I think uh, I think it was in our chat uh, regarding fate, and I think Andrew had mentioned uh, you know the the concept of fate and how um, you know sometimes things are meant to be, mm -hmm. and you can kind of do little turns and 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 swivels in your road to wherever else you're heading, but it's you're still heading in that direction. So yeah, it's it's right. interesting. I mean the. Uh, you know, Star Wars is full of that, um, all that stuff. Um, yeah. You've got, uh, you know, prophecies and chosen ones and all that stuff. But uh, right. mm -hmm. fate is uh, an interesting concept, especially in a make-believe world, because it does make you think. This is why I wish you would get it to Harry Potter. <laughs> There's so, <laughs> so many similarities there. <laughs> No, I really yeah. wish you would give it a chance. Come on, Ro. Come on, yeah. Ro. I know Harry and Luke are so similar and the whole prophecy stuff and the chosen one. You got to get past the first yeah. two. The three Man, and get on the is where it gets book. more adult. Yeah. The and the books are amazing. The books really are amazing. Here's another one from our followers. Chris Lutz, Star Warrior 91, says, Luke, you switched off your targeting computer. What's wrong? Nothing. I'm all right. So... I guess he's saying if uh, if Luke hadn't tried to use the Force at that particular time during the Death Star Trench, um, the Death Star probably would still be around. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we're shaking our heads, but this, these are these are really really great uh, instances of of uh, you know points uh, in our story that uh, that mean a lot. It, it reminds me of uh, Mace Windu's uh, power, Shatter Points, if any of you are familiar with that, where he can kind yeah. of sense how things are going to go down at a certain point through the Force. Like, it, it just, it, it screams, like, all these different points matter. And yeah. it's, right. it's cool. When you start digging into it, it just becomes a rabbit hole. Like, I, like I was researching oh. what I was going to talk with you guys tonight, and I, I got down, somehow I ended up listen to, to someone read the Darth Plagueis book halfway through and like, what is going on? Like, it's just so many yeah. points. That Wikipedia. Important. Yeah. Then you're in Wikipedia and it's, it's 3 a.m. It's true. <laughs> right. Before you know it, it's six in the morning and you have to wake up. Or, yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. Fall down that rabbit hole. You know, um, one of the other things that I was thinking about too is, um, you know, and, and I know we're talking about you know, what if scenarios, but it is kind of a, what if you can't help, but to think of them as what ifs. Um, we have another, uh, follower, Luke Pileteer, uh, says, I think I, I think it could be when Darth Vader revealed to Luke that he was, uh, his father from then on, you can imagine the greater plot of Vader overturning the emperor and wanting, uh, and waiting for his time. That time also serves to soften his heart towards Luke, not really quick, but enough for him to change. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think if, uh, if Vader hadn't spilled the beans about, uh, who he was, um, you know, would, you know, even if Luke fell, you know, in cloud city and escaped, would he still be thinking about Vader as, as Anakin? Right. He would, uh, you know, I, I think at that point, that's, uh, that's when his heart started to, like the poster says, our follower says is to, to, uh, to soften up and, and really yeah. start thinking about, wow, he's, he's my father. Mm -hmm. I have to try to save him. It's, um, it's, you know, I, I think without that moment, um, Luke would have been ambival ambivalent to, to the fact that, uh, you know, this guy is just a bad guy who's trying to destroy the galaxy. I'm going to yeah. train, go back, kill him and, and see what happens. Right. Um, it's true. really great stuff. It's true. It's no longer about defeating Vader. Now it's about saving Vader because he's saving my dad. Vader, yeah, I've never thought of it that way, which is which is funny because it's it's pretty apparent, right? But yeah, 
Um, from then on, he's not trying to hack and slash Vader anymore. He's he's trying to bring him back to you know the light. And right. Yeah. Even to the even to the um, uh, kind of um, ignoring the advice of Obi Wan and Yoda. Both of them are like, "No, you got to kill him." And he's like, "He's my dad. I, I can't kill him." Yeah. You know, I mean, right. Right. He uh, at that point, I think if he didn't know he was it was his father, then um, he would have been okay. Let's uh, let's train. Let's uh, let's yeah. you know get some some training in. I'll go back and and destroy him. So absolutely, I, I love that uh, a lot of our listeners and 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 followers here on Twitter. Um, it seems like they really really put some thought into this, and it, it's really really amazing. I love it. Me too. Great job, everyone. Great job, everyone. <laughs> team, team effort. Here's uh, one of our favorite followers, Drew Stapp. Jedi Drew says, when Qui-Gon used the Force to make Watto's chance cube land on Anakin and not his mother. Yeah. So... You know, a little episode one action there. Um, obviously, uh, a you know, cheater. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Most Jedi um, wouldn't have done what that. What would have happened? Yeah, what would have happened? Yeah, exactly. You're right. I mean, Qui Gon was. Uh, you know, yeah. Joe Costa knew uh, mentioned that uh, Qui Gon was quite an individual thinker. We know oh, yeah. from the novels that uh, you know he wasn't like the uh, the rest of them. He was asked asked to be on the Jedi Council, and he actually said no. Um, he would, uh, he's, he seems to, you know, he seemed to believe that he could do better, you know, out in the field than sitting in a room, um, with, uh, other Jedis, but, uh, And that's another thing. What if the council would have treated Anakin differently too? Mm, Cause that was something yeah. else that came up in while we were yeah. having this conversation, you know, what if they wouldn't have, I'm sorry, but wouldn't they, what if they wouldn't have been such assholes toward, right. towards him? You know, they treated him like he was a problem. Right. And I the hated that. that. I always hated that. Yeah. The only person that treated him with respect was Yoda. Uh, that, is the, is, that is the only one. And even then, yeah. at, the, at the beginning, he didn't want him to be trained. Yoda didn't even right. want that right. want that to happen. But, you know, yeah. as time goes on, we see him give advice in um, Attack of the Clones. And he comes to him in episode three as well with his dreams and all that. Mm -hmm. So... You know, Yoda does respect him. We see that in the Clone Wars too. Anakin right. actually helps Yoda escape so he can go on his journey to become a Force ghost. You know, sure, pretty yeah. cool. Right. But yes, on the whole, especially Mace Windu. Oh my gosh, from the beginning, oh God, he's such a so jerk. To if he would have treated him with a little respect and and tried to mentor him instead of tear him down. You know, maybe maybe Anakin wouldn't have had to go to Palpatine <laughs> to to find some comfort right. and some. Some acceptance, and I love you know? Kenobi. I love Kenobi, but even him, like the, he may have called him a brother, but he did treat him like a little brother. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And that can yeah. be very yeah. demeaning, honestly. So yeah. they really should have taken into consideration that Anakin is a special case. He is being trained at a much older age. He has already formed attachments. And yeah. I, I get you didn't know what to do with this kid, but- no need to be such a dick towards him, you know. Right. So exactly. how you, how you treated himself. him had, yeah, how you treated him had a great effect on on Anakin and his personality. Absolutely, totally agree. Shanti said it best. Good job, everyone. This is this was a, a really great uh, quick little topic, and I I think I I stole the screenshot from somebody else, and I can't remember who I stole it from, but I let them know that we were going to do this quick cuts episode on what is the single most important point or event in all of Star Wars canon. We uh, discussed quite a few of them, and I'm sure that uh, most people have different opinions on what that is. Um, but like I said, Star Wars is replete uh, uh, with uh, wonderful, wonderful ways to kind of do a little what ifs. Um, we only touched the surface of that because uh, I'm starting to see some more people chime in and it is fantastic. <laughs> Very <so> nice. <laughs> nice. 
Blake, thank you uh, so much for joining us. I know, um, like I said, this is a quick cut show where we take a topic and do a, kind of a rapid fire discussion on the topic. Uh, tonight we tackled uh, this wonderful topic. We got something else coming up after a few um, promos from some of our Red 5 members and other podcasts. But uh, awesome, Blake, where can people find you? Well, you can find me on Dork Wars, the podcast. If you check out Dork Wars, the pod, or excuse me, not Dork Wars, podcast.com. If you check out Dork Wars, podcast.com, there's no V in there. You can find our show everywhere we are. We're on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you get your podcasts, really. Um, on our website, you can find a link to our YouTube page where we do Dork Wars Live every other Saturday at 9.15 Eastern. So that's that's where I'm at absolutely awesome awesome you sound so good you look so good i know you got a little miffed <laughs> oh, uh, earlier when i when i said that uh that my, my lovely host um you wanted to be lovely too and you are you obviously are you are very it's lovely very lovely <laughs> <laughs> well thanks bro i appreciate it let us all rectified nope. now i can sleep easy tonight <laughs> very nice and speaking of lovely shanti um it is always a pleasure to see you and talk to you and uh much love much love thank you where can folks find you well you can find me at selena kyle 29 that's my personal account and i also have another twitter account which is scarif after dark and after taking already a short break after only one episode scarif <laughs> Khan just took up all of my mental energy um, I actually take the alternate Saturdays of Dork Wars, so I will be coming back next Saturday to talk about cosplay and bedroom. So that should be fun. <laughs> and please, I have been a guest on Dork Wars streaming on Saturday, and it's a ton of fun, so please check it out. Our buddy Blake. Our buddy Blake oh, yeah. is <laughs> truly lovely. <laughs> Very nice. Absolutely. And if you want to find the rest of our Red 5 family, we've got a family of wonderful content creators, podcasts, uh, YouTube, and all sorts of shenanigans. Check out bio.link slash Red 5. That's the number five. We'll take a look at more quick cut topics right after this. All right, time for the big thank yous, podcast family, to those of you who open up your hearts and support the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. Team Scarif gives you all a heartfelt thank you to some wonderful people who listen and interact with the show as patrons. We're super lucky to have you. Folks like 97 Bravo from the Conversions podcast and our head gamer at Red 5 Gaming. Big thank you. Backyard TARDIS, our friend Nicholas Schaefer, a huge supporter of the Red 5 Network. Go support his channel. Look for Backyard TARDIS on YouTube. And check out Scott and Kim of the Use and Abuse podcast. Thank you, fellow Red Fivers. Look for them on all the socials. Big thanks to our executor tier patrons. Thanks so much, everyone. Can't forget our other supporters like DJ and Steve from Rogue One Radio. Music, fun, TV, and the occasional shenanigans. Check them out. And we've got Danny from Comics and Cosmetics, a YouTube channel you cannot miss. Go subscribe, and thank you, Danny. The Frank from Miami. What's up, Frank? And we got Joey Rosales, longtime patron. Thank you, kind sir. Our very own expert on classic Hollywood and one of our favorite collaborators, Melanie Marquita. Big hugs to you, my friend. Sing Blue Silver, inside joke. And lest we not forget our scuttle buddies like Alex and Chad, Hyperspace and Holocrons. Don't forget Jay from Florida. Huge respect to all our patrons and thanks for your support. And if you also want to help us keep the lights on over here and enjoy our show, head on over to patreon.com slash scuttlebutt. Remember, we can't have the scuttle without the butt. It's always sunny on Scarif with patrons like you. <clears throat> hear ye, hear ye, the dishonorable weirdo Abigail will now speak. Attention all weirdos, losers, rednecks, white trash, aliens, outcasts, outliers, sluts, whores, gangsters, thugs, poors, and anyone else who the world and society don't care about. I have a podcast for you. Come join me at the Manic Pixie Weirdo where we talk about all the different kinds of relationships we have in our lives. 
from movies to math and suicide hotlines to sex. Join us every Saturday for a new episode featuring yours truly and other smarter folk. We need you and we want you with us. So come join us at the Manic Pixie Weirdo, where we accept, respect, and value you. Listen on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh yeah, be kind and stay weird. You'd have been killed too, and the droids would now be in the hands of the Empire. I want to come with you to Alderaan. There's nothing for me here now. I want to learn the ways of the Force and become a Jedi like my father. All right, guys, thank you very much again for uh, sticking with us here on tonight's episode of Quick Cuts. We've got some very great topics um, and one topic in particular that uh, that grabbed my attention. Uh, I think earlier in the week I had posted um, a question, but I saw that uh, someone named Ella uh, posted a here. I'll read it. Unpopular opinion, but I don't think you can expand the Star Wars universe beyond the Skywalker family. They are what Star Wars is all about. And I found that interesting because I do see a lot of um, similar opinions, but I know that a lot of people have different opinions as to what makes a Star Wars a Star Wars. And we'll talk about that. Um, And we will talk about that with Ella, who is with us here. And uh, she wanted to jump in uh, to uh, either defend or explain her explanation. But uh, I think that is great. Ella, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's cool to join this conversation. Absolutely. And uh, I'm glad that you reached out to us to uh, see if uh, you can get in on this conversation. We're all about uh, making connections. And uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your fandom uh, quickly and where are you located? Um, Yes, I'm located at Twitter most times in the Star Wars fandom, Um, particularly, particularly more in the um, sequel trilogy fandom and put my opinions out there but I also have a lot of people I interact with who are prequel stands or from the original who love the original trilogy but I personally am more in the sequel trilogy fandom so yes that's where I'm at but it doesn't mean that I like everything about the sequel trilogy so only because I call myself a fan not everything is great about it but yeah um that's where I'm located it, if you can say that. Excellent. Sure. And uh, again, you know, it's uh, great to have you on. Uh, I know we followed each other on our on the Scarif account. And uh, welcome to the Scuttlebutt Nation. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, Brad, um, I know we have uh, we've had our discussions about Star Wars and uh, what certain elements uh need to be present in a star Wars film to actually work. Um, we've had discussions with a lot of our friends, with some other accounts, with some people, but, uh, what do you think about this topic? I I love this topic. And Ella, thank you for coming on the show all the way from Germany, I believe. So that's exciting that you're joining us from there. Um, obviously this topic, uh, came up a bunch, uh, with recent, uh, statements that Kathleen Kennedy has made, uh, statements that, you know, she made in the article, um, and, uh, it's, uh, it's a hot topic right now. And, uh, I think I'm on the other end of the spectrum from where Ella is, uh, right mm-hmm. now. So I would love to hear her opinions and, uh, we'll, we'll go from there. All right. Okay. So I will make my point about it. Um, yeah, what inspired me was the post of, uh, Taiki Waititi, I hope I spell his name rightly, the new director of Star Wars who will direct the Mm -hmm. film. And he made a kind of comment um, somehow like that he will take Star Wars in a new direction and that he will go away from the Skywalker saga. And I found this interesting, to be honest, but I also was like, why? Because, um, and I've seen a lot of people, um, especially during the sequel trilogy, discuss this, that it should move away from the Skywalkers and we should introduce new characters, new universes. But I personally think, or what I, I personally think, I really think that Star Wars itself is mainly about the Skywalkers. It's called Star Wars, but the whole universe surrounds this family. 
And for example, many people came to my post and also told me, yeah, but we have stories, you know, like um, the game with Bastila and Revan, and we have other universes who also don't include the Skywalker saga. But for me, they are pre-tales of this universe to kind of build around the Star Wars universe, a little bit like Harry Potter does with Fantastic Beasts, where I also don't think they should have put this in a whole film, but that's another story. But they are pre pre-tales to build on this, you know, universe, but they aren't just main stories. They are just a world-building story. And I think this, the story itself, Star Wars itself, still surrounds the Skywalkers. And even the sequel trilogy, I don't think like many that the sequel trilogy tried to move on from the Skywalker, the opposite. And it didn't end in a good way, in my opinion, but that's another story. It's still built on the whole Skywalker saga. The sequel trilogy only existed because Luke and Leia and Han failed to kind of, you know, live uh, with Anakin's legacy, with the fact that Leia and Luke are now his children and they have to kind of deal with the fact and build lives for them. And I think Bloodline from Claudia goes a little bit into this topic that both of them struggled with this legacy. And even Han was kind of, you know, I have a child now who has the force. What am I doing with this? So there, the secret trilogy only existed because they didn't, you know, not everything was happy. They had problems and struggles and not everything was solved as we hoped after the original trilogy. And when people come and then, you know, no, the secret trilogy is not about the Skywalkers. I'm like, yes, they are. Even Rey as a protagonist is still very much involved into this drama. I think she even is the protagonist because she gets thrown into this drama. Her, she has her own struggles, but she's not independent from the whole drama surrounding her. I mean, we see it already in The Force Awakens, so meeting Han, then Luke, then, you know, Kylo and Leia and whatsoever. And yeah, so I think, and ironically, what I think was confusing me about Kathleen Kennedy's statement was also that she makes now the Obi-Wan series, which is fine, which is good, but they are still surrounding Leia and Luke. So she kind of contradicts herself in saying, I will move on from the Skywalker saga, but she does the opposite because we have a series about Obi-Wan, who's not a Skywalker, of course, but he's still surrounding in that drama. Like, we meet Leia, young Leia, we meet Anakin again, or Vader now, and even have a glimpse of young Luke at this point. And yeah, it's not even that I say Star Wars can't be about another universe and I just want to see Skywalkers. That's not what I mean. Just from a story perspective, you know, seeing the whole Star Wars universe, I just think it is about this family. It, it is not called the Skywalkers, it's called Star Wars. But I still think, you know, the main aspect is this family. It's very difficult to, yeah, do another thing with it, except if you try to, you know, build it on the same themes as um, Luke's stories, Luke's story did, or, you know, the, the sequel trilogy tried to do. Yeah, that's why long rambling. I'm interested to hear your opinions on this. Yeah. Well, Brad? first of all, uh, yeah, I want to say all of that was um, very well spoken and fantastic points. Uh, you obviously did a lot of thought into this topic uh, before coming on the show, and, and we appreciate that. Um, so now I'm gonna now I'm gonna uh, give you some counterpoints on there. Um, I, I think your points are valid. Um, now, Ro, you asked at the top of the show, what are some necessary elements of a good, uh, what makes a Star War, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we've talked about this numerous times on the show. It, I think it needs to have the force. The story needs to revolve around the force. You need to have some sort of struggle between good and evil, mm -hmm. um, you know, good and bad. And usually there is uh, an oppressor and there is an oppressed uh, group of people, mm -hmm. whether that was in the prequels, original trilogy, or sequel trilogy, we had that going on in the story. Mm -hmm. I think in the end, those are the necessary elements of the story. So throughout the nine films, obviously the Skywalker family was the focal point of that storyline. 
However, I think you can have a good story that doesn't focus on the Skywalker family. And I'm sure uh, some others you talked about, you got some interaction with your post. I'm sure some folks brought it up. Um, like, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan uh, of the Old Republic. Um, of course, now we have the High Republic series. Um, but, uh, you know, going back to, um, you know, around the 2000s, uh, I love the Old Republic storylines. We still have the Star Wars, the Old Republic video game, uh, mm-hmm. none of which focuses around the Skywalker family. And they all still have very much that Star Wars feeling to them, uh, where you have Jedi, you have Sith, you have the government in power, um, and, and you have galactic-wide wars going on. And they still feel very much Star Wars. So while I think the Skywalker family has been has made for some very good entertainment and storytelling, I think we can continue to push the Star Wars uh, saga storyline forward uh, without the Skywalker family necessarily as the focal point. Remember, a Jedi can feel the Force flowing through him. You mean he controls your actions? Partially, but it also obeys your commands. Yeah, these are all really great points. Um, who would have thought that uh, you, we probably could talk forever about this? Um, it's interesting to note, too, that uh, Taika Waititi... Um, I, I liked your your point there, Ella, regarding his comment. Um, you know, he kind of joked around and said, uh, "We're not getting a story of Chewbacca's yes. grandmother." Um, but uh, who knows? With with his type of humor, we probably will get a story about Chewbacca's grandmother. But uh, it, it's interesting because I, you know, th- there are certain things, like I said at the top of the broadcast, there are certain things that need to be in there, like you said, Brad, um, for it to be a Star Wars story. I think going forward or going back, there could be elements that uh, may relate to a Skywalker lineage um, because I think in the overall scheme of things in this story, the Skywalker lineage does play a very pivotal role. There's some powerful, um, you know, heritage. Uh, The Skywalker family obviously um, influenced uh, the galaxy politically and uh, from a global sense. So I think Ella, you have a, you know, you obviously have a great point there regarding the Skywalker saga, the Skywalker point in this storytelling aspect of, of, of our timeline. Um, but I think, you know, Brad, Brad also has a point regarding the older stories of the old Republic. Um, it's interesting to me though, Ella, you, you made the point of, Kathleen Kennedy's uh, comment regarding we have to get outside the Skywalker saga. And you're right. She is contradicting herself. We've, we still see Skywalker in Obi-Wan. Obviously they went through tremendous lengths to recreate Luke Skywalker in the Mandalorian, um, bringing him back in book of Boba Fett. Um, And I think, I think maybe it's a question of, you know, maybe corporate wants to get away from Skywalker but the fans really are stuck in this space. I think there is a lot of there's a there's there still might be a lot of storytelling to be told within this this area here. Obviously, you know we've got the end of uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, we're getting Andor, which kind of uh, you know bookends uh, you know the probably the best one of the best star wars uh movies out there since the empire strikes back uh for us anyways is rogue one so there's a lot of story that is still taking place within the time frame that we are very familiar with um you know the empire is still around or the empire is up and coming as it you know as it is in in the kenobi series um tail end of uh you know revenge of the sith so there's a lot there. I think the Skywalker saga obviously is a uh, a benchmark, a, a point in time in this saga that uh, that the creators are are utilizing. But I think there's something to be said also about what the fans want. Um, we've had this discussion again as well regarding the the books for the uh, the High Republic. 
Um, I'm not sure. I haven't taken a look in, to see how they're selling, how they're being, uh, you know, how the fans are reacting to it. I know people uh, are enjoying them for the most part, but um, I think I read the first one. It really, it didn't, uh, it didn't really interest or pique my interest as, as much. Um, but I think, you know, there has to be a reaction to what the fans want as well. And I, you know, I love Luke Skywalker. He's one of the biggest reasons that I enjoy Star Wars. And unfortunately, it's one of the biggest reasons that I did not enjoy The Last Jedi for me. But it's uh, I think it's it's for fans. Um, it's interesting because fans are really stuck on Luke Skywalker. We've had him for 40 plus years. He is a hero that a lot of people look up to and um, people really hold this character you know close to their heart can i comment on this sure. um what you've both said yeah so i agree i didn't read the high republic to be honest i've heard from it from a lot of people and many you know i got mixed reaction but many said it was good so yeah it probably works that they can build a good universe which is not particularly about the skywalkers um I think when it comes to Luke Skywalker himself, it's the, the thing is, yes, Luke is a, st a hero of the story, but I also think that we have to get a little bit away of making him too, you know, this that he represents almost the he heroic uh, status of Star Wars. Of course, in the original trilogy, he does. But I think 40 years after he got too much pushed in a... And I think after Last Jedi, from the reactions, I think I, it's really... Um, you know, you really notice how much the OOT, the original characters got pushed in a direction where they almost have an iconic status, which is normal because they exist for 40 years and we love them and we know and we love the original trilogy. But I feel, you know, when the sequel trilogy tried to push them and, you know, to make them also more flawed, it went very quickly into the direction of, oh no, my original trilogy heroes wouldn't do something like that. But I have to agree, I think, and I get to your point, Brad, I think the problem with um, the Skywalker saga of why are people holding on so much on the Skywalker saga is still because they were so Leia and Tarn and Luke's story lacked in the sequel trilogy. And I admit that. I think I'm also not happy how they ended up to be in the sequel trilogy and how they were, you know, developed, how they were showed and their whole characterization really didn't really feel as well developed as the original trilogy. And so I kind of get why people were so happy when they saw Luke finally on Mandalorian or on Boba Fett, which they wished to have in the Last Jedi or in the um, sequel trilogy. But I think still I'm I'm not happy with this whole CGI thing, but that's another story. But I think the problem is also with the sequel trilogy. The sequel trilogy is still about the Skywalkers and it didn't conclude their story very well, at least in my opinion, but I think many can share this. And I'm afraid that a new story, a completely new story, would work when even the Skywalker saga itself hasn't really ended on good terms, or at least hasn't concluded on a very satisfying ending. I mean, this depends on the point of views, but I think I can speak for many that the sequel trilogy is controversial for a reason. And I didn't think, now making a completely new story is maybe fine for a time, you know, to distract fans with, look, we have a whole new universe, look here. But they can't do this for long. In long term, you know, this. Luke, Leia, and Taran as characters are not just special because they are force sensitive or they are Sith and Jedis and whatnot, but also because they were good characters or we felt them to be good characters. And I feel in the long term, Star Wars is not Marvel, that's my point. Star Wars is not a whole universe where you can do so much. It's very, it's very in space opera about one family. And yeah, you can increase the universe. And I think it will work on short term brett took this example with hyper republic but i doubt because we see it now already they try to move on from the skywalker saga but it's not so easy for them i doubt that this will work on long on long terms because we have not really 
concluded their story and Luke, Vader, and I think by this time even Kylo Ren to some extent are character people actually really want to see. And I think, you know, even, and they tried to do something new. It's not that they tried. Mandalorian. Okay, Boba Fett, they had a old character, but there was still potential for very new story. And they still had Luke in the end as a big, and Luke was, I remember the reactions, was such a, people were blown away. They lost their mind. They were so, you know, happy or uh, confused to see him. And it got a lot of positive reactions. So, yeah, walking away from the Skywalker might work on short term to distract or to show something new. I don't want, you know, I'm not a director, so I don't want to say something bad about it. But will it, uh, will it work on the long terms when they even tried with Vandalorian but still brought Luke back? We don't know. I think because the secret trilogy didn't end the Skywalkers also on a good term, I think this will be difficult. We shall see. So, uh, Ella, a question for you. So, if you want to stick with the Skywalker family, if you had your choice, uh, these stories, these continuation stories, where in the timeline would you like to see them? Would you like to see them pre-episode one, uh, during the, you know, between episodes one through nine, or after the sequel trilogy? And if you, you know, and if it's after the sequel trilogy, are we, are you considering Ray to be uh, an actual, you know, Skywalker for the, for the point of, of your argument? Um, that's a good question. And I can't really answer this because I don't know what will be successful. I think if they are safe now and what they are doing now, uh, sticking with this prequels to um, Obi, to, you know, to the prequels, um, the story, of Anakin and how Obi-Wan confronted Vader again and all this this prequel stuff, how Luke and Leia grew up. I think they are sticking now with it in a safe direction. Um, so, yeah, I personally would love that, you know, the sequel trilogy kind of tried to um, establish a way to make way not make way a Skywalker like they tried to do in the last minute, but maybe kind of deal with the fact that they are all death and this legacy, you know, died out, or that they kind of try to have a way to bring, and this might sound very controversial for some, but to bring Ben Solo back, or not bring him back, but maybe also focus on him in a kind of way. I mean, Star Wars and death, it's always been a conflict. <laughs> so that kind of, you know, focuses on the last Skywalker himself and what he has gone through and all this stuff, maybe even make a prequel to the secret trilogy. But the problem with that is that would also be repetition again, you know, because we already know how the story ends and we do prequels the whole time. I also don't think it would work. It would work now. You now make a prequel about Anakin's life, about Obi-Wan's life, about Luke's life. But I think if they really want to be, you know, brave, I think a sequel to the sequel trilogy would work, but difficult with how they ended things. But I personally would love if they kind of, you know, or even showed a glimpse of how Luke and Kylo's relationship, like I've said, the secret trilogy only existed because things in the Skywalker family went wrong, that they first show, because it confuses still so many fans with questions, what went wrong directly that led to the secret trilogy. For, for example, Ben and Luke's relationship or his relationship with his other family members and how Palpatine made it to manipulate him again or to manipulate a child of them and what went wrong directly because many questions were left unanswered and maybe then use this to make a sequel about the secret trilogy to kind of establish this character or try to find a way to establish Ben Solo more and Ray is you know the leading uh, the leading person who kind of is sucked in that drama as well yeah I think I don't know if it would work personally it's just where I'm at but I think it really depends on the on the point of view but yeah i don't i think making like i said i think making a story about star wars which is not about the skywalker works on short terms but not on long terms and i personally would prefer if they at least try to establish 
why the secret trilogy happened and all, and not tried to make a prequel about the prequels again, about Luke again, when we already know how this all ends. But really, you know, why does the secret trilogy exist at all? What went really wrong without the subtle hints the secret trilogy gave us? I think this would be a good start. But that's just my personal opinion. Sure. Those are great points. And I think, you know, a sequel to the sequel trilogy is probably where Lucasfilm should have started um, uh, instead of uh, what we actually got. Uh, but because you're right, there are a lot of questions and I know there are certain comic books and novels that kind of uh, are trying to help fill out some of that information. And uh, there's one of our followers that says uh, that he finds the entire run of uh, Mandalorian and including Luke Skywalker in there uh, to be interesting. He finds it fascinating because he realizes that whatever story that we are telling um, when it involves Luke, we already know how it ends. And not that the journey of knowing how it ends diminishes the enjoyment of any story, mm. but now at this point, it seems like, you know, whether it's um, Luke trying to train Grogu and then Grogu picking the wrong thing and leaving his training for, you know, going to the Mandalorian or something else that happens to Luke that makes him the way he is in the sequel trilogy. Um, he finds it fascinating because I, uh, you know, we, we argue all the time and we say, well, everything that's done now leads to the sequel trilogy. It's uh, you know, we, we have to find out like, you know, what, what, what happens. Um, but I, you know, I would definitely love to see uh, a little bit more, story explaining that and obviously we can we can kind of uh extrapolate from the information that we already know um obviously luke told us in the last jedi what he felt why he did what he did to me it wasn't very satisfactory um and uh again you had mentioned that you know this character has been around for a long time and people change um, but I always, uh, you know, I always kind of stick to the notion of, um, evil thrives when good men do nothing. And, uh, to me, it just, you know, again, it's when we start talking about last Jedi, my, my <laughs> brain goes, Hoo-hoo-hoo. so, um, I don't even know where I started uh, on this tangent, but, um, I mean, I those think- are great points. I think the problem was with Last Jedi Luke. I that's personally because I never was I loved Luke, but I never was a big fan of him. So I didn't feel that you know bad about it. But I can understand your point of view. I think the problem was I didn't really have much. Um, it didn't really bother me his action. What bothered me a little bit was that we are still left to ask ourselves what their relationship was before, because you know what was his relationship with. Ben Solo or the other Padawans, we had no clue, we were given no information about it, and that bothered me. And I think this is why the moment was also so, you know, so, oh my God, really, he did that? Because we got no information on their relationship at all. You know, we know they hate each other now, or at least, you know, Kylo, but we don't really know what really happened. And I think that Snoke, you know, that Luke was always a little bit scared of the dark side i think i think it was fitting for his character but like i said what bothered me was the setup of it we had no clue how they got there because they gave us no information about their relationship yeah i agree i agree well this has been uh super fascinating um like i said you know when we get together with other star wars fans we can probably talk for hours and hours and hours um ella thank you so much for joining us and anytime you want to talk star wars feel free to uh send us a message we'd love to have you back thank you that's really nice (laughs) i enjoyed being there brad any final thoughts skywalker star wars do we need him (laughs) yeah uh like you said great discussion ella thank you so much for being on um you know i think bottom line it comes down to good storytelling as long as it has all those essential elements that we talked about, uh, I think you can get away with it with good, well thought out ahead of time stories. 
uh, well-written, uh, you know, with some continuity. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you can, I think you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, as we've said throughout the, our, our entire, uh, podcast row, you know, these are the discussions that we love just sit around talking about star Wars, the thing that we love and, uh, respecting each other's opinions as we talk about it. So again, Ella, thank you for being on and it's uh, been a great discussion. Yeah, I think so too. Nice. Thank you guys. Take care, Ella. Uh, oh, let's, uh, if you want to uh, give yourself a, a little promotion, where can folks find you and say hello? Yeah, that's um, you can find me on Twitter at ellalisa15 if you're interested. Thank you for the um, chance. So, yes. Very nice. We'll see you out there on the interwebs, giving us more unpopular and hot opinions. <laughs> we'll be looking for those. Certainly. Thank you so much for interacting with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm sorry for my long rambling. All right. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> Love it. Listener, just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network.